0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. And now, it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome back to Coast View. You know, I really enjoyed that conversation with Jeff Duncan from NOLA.com and the Times Mickey. And we have such a a great opportunity to learn from him and to have access to someone Who's covered the Saints longer than anyone else? Actually, he's covered so many different things, from thoroughbred racing to, you know, uh, you know LSU and so many points in between. But he's he's really a terrific reporter. The fact that we have the access to him on every single Friday. Is uh, is is really awesome. I enjoy visiting with him. We worked together at NOLA.com .com the Times speaking when I was in New Orleans, and it's great to reconnect with him and stay in touch. And he's been available to us now for for nearly two years, every Friday. It's been great. And poor Saints, fifty eight starters. Can you? I mean, an NFL record, and they still almost pulled it out. Um, but you know, one twist and turn here and there could have changed the trajectory on this season. And uh, they could be in the playoffs now, but it is what it is. And we'll now once again be looking forward to next year. Now let's, let's uh, shift gears and move over to my friend Linda Hornsby, who's the executive director for the Mississippi Hotel and Lodging Association. And Linda, I was just trying, to, I should have checked the date, but it's been a while since we visited. How yes, you doing? Yeah. Yeah, it's good to see you. Okay. Thank you. Let's tell people what it is who have not heard us talk before. Let's tell them about the Mississippi Hotel and Lodging Association.
1: Okay, well, as I've said before, we were established. We're a private nonprofit, 501c3. We were established in 1930. No, I was not here then. <laughs> and um, and uh, operate throughout the state of Mississippi with local chapters in various areas, and uh, including the Gulf Coast chapter
0: which is very active. So you're extraordinarily active, and one of the things that, especially when there are challenges like the pandemic, for example, your ability to gather data across your membership to really try to understand what the current situation is and what the challenges are, et cetera, it really gives you sort of a bird's eye view when you look at it from an association point of view, what those challenges are. Let's talk a bit about how you got shared data and information and some of the conclusions you're able to draw from it.
1: Wow. Uh, you know, I would never want to go through those initial days, weeks, and months. Again, uh, you're right. We were gathering data everywhere we could, mainly from um, national data that the CDC was handing down, but there were some gaps in it, especially in hospitality. And so we were gathering data from some of the major brands, Hilton, Hyatt, Marriott, and and, um, seeing what they were sending down to their lodging sector and then um, gleaming from that. Uh, one, one little gap that we kind of had to fill on our own was, and it was a very much asked question, was um, what about swimming pools? What's the capacity on swimming pools? And so we kind of winged it and we went with whatever your interior like your restaurant capacity, if if it is currently at fifty percent or twenty five percent, whatever that percentage was, then then I would suggest that's what you establish for your pool. And how do you regulate it? Well, remove some of the lawn furniture, you know, the pool furniture, and monitor it, and put signs, 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 you know. So yeah. so, um, but there were a lot of other things, things we shared that. Um, some of the non-brands or the smaller properties, mom and pops or independents, they did not have access to that without us. And and, um, we sent it out on a regular basis every time something changed, which as you know, it was changing almost daily.
0: And the Mississippi Hotel and Lodging Association was also able to capture Things like occupancy rates and what people were charging for rooms, and when you roll all that up, it really, it really gave you again a real great opportunity to sort of understand what the impact was going to be, where some of the improvements might be able to be, et cetera, et cetera. Talk a little bit about that part of it.
1: Yeah, there were a lot of surprises. I mean, I um, when when we would get the data in weekly, I had to, and yeah. take a second look at it and say, this can't be right. But then I'd check with some of the, the um, uh, lodging operators and it was right. Uh, pleasantly so. I mean, we we really outperformed um, Mississippi itself as well as the coast outperformed uh, our count- counterparts. And that was a good thing. I, I kind of have it Narrow down to what we can attribute that to, but uh, it was we were pleasantly surprised and continue to be um, something that we just got in the most recent report, which is through November, um, was actually surprising in the um, we, there are there are five sectors: luxury price, upscale price, mid price, economy price, and budget price, and for the first time in a while, year to date through November. Now it doesn't include um, December, but I've kind of taken a a piecemeal look at at December and it it continues. Luxury price had the biggest increase, by far the biggest increase. That tells us who is back to traveling and where they're staying. That's a good thing. That is a very good thing. Because at first, that was you know in double-digit declines.
0: So, um so one of the th- let's 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 uh, kind of let's take a step back for a second and look back at the early days of the pandemic, what we did, and then sort of where Mississippi stood. So let, let me let me just kind of set the stage for this, and then you can add whatever you want to to it, but. Essentially what we did is, is particularly here in coastal Mississippi, is that the coastal Mississippi tourism effort spent a lot of energy on focusing on making sure people knew this was a safe place to travel. They also knew that nearly 80% of the people who came here drove here in cars. So we knew that airline travel was going to be down considerably, maybe almost nothing. Actually, it was almost nothing at one point. But then we, by tr- by focusing on those who travel in their cars, when people are in their cars, they feel safer, and that's where a lot of the energy was. And that sort of combined with the fact that the casinos literally, you know, it's best to my knowledge, led the entire globe in terms of how to reopen in innovative ways during the pandemic. So when you combine all of these together— the, the the work that the casinos did to open reopen in a very sort of innovative way to make it safe for people as best they could. That combined with focusing on the, the drive in traffic, we did that early on and we'll talk more about that here in just a second, Linda. But I wanna I want to fast forward just a little bit and say considerably into the pandemic, Mississippi's recovery was considerably better than a lot of other states around the uh, around the United States. And then when you start to break that down, you saw that it was tourism that was a big part of that. And then when you start to break that down, the coast of Mississippi, how we were doing relative to that and what we were contributing to the state's recovery in the tourism sector, which is one of the leading sectors in the state, th- that really helped you really kind of come to the conclusion that coastal Mississippi and all of our combined efforts relative to the nation, was one of the best recoveries there was and um yeah so so you go back and kind of fill in the blanks to what i just said and and how it impacted you guys
1: okay and and keep in mind when comparing especially coastal mississippi to other destinations performances we have a 180 degree radius we don't we don't have a 360 so we're drawing from half of any place else and yeah. we still outperformed um i will say a lot of it was because because we've always been predominantly a drive-in market, as you stated. So we did not have to go out and educate our markets to now consider driving. They already were driving, and so that was that was a good thing. We, we capitalized on that. Um, the second thing was a lot of a lot of our markets um, held on to the federal stimulus money. And um the uh, you know the additional federal unemployment. so that kept a lot of our market our, our visitors uh, typical visitors um not not working because they were making more not working than they were working or their or their places of employment weren't open yet like the restaurants in New Orleans and things like that. So they had not only, more money than they had ever had before, but they had more time. And the way we we looked at that and determined that is our weekday occupancy performances were more than double our weekend. Our weekends were up, but the weekdays were up so significantly because they could take those extra dollars that they now had and extra time and parlay them with lower rates in the weekdays. It was it was like the stars were aligned.
0: They they were aligned, but here let me point this out, and because you, I, I like the way you said this about the radius that we were half the radius, yeah, and and still we outperformed. It's so it's important to kind of note that. But it's the, the, what you just talked about about the the federal packages that were coming down from as a result of COVID and what the potential impact could be. Why don't we do this? I want, to, I want to talk about that part because it wasn't exclusive to Coastal Mississippi, but still we outperformed. We'll come back to that in just a second. This is Linda Hornsby. She's the Executive Director for Mississippi Hotel and Lodging Association. And we're really talking about the last couple of years and the impact on the hotel and lodging uh, community segment of our, of our uh, economy. And, uh, you know, high spots, low spots, challenges, opportunities going forward. We'll see you after this break. You can also listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say Alexa. Open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. I have Linda Hornsby, the Executive Director of the Mississippi Hotel and Lodging Association. And we're just sort of talking about the impact of all the events of the last couple of years on the hotel and lodging. Uh, sector of our economy. Linda, let let me pick it up from here, and then you then you can add what you what you want to. But you you said that there was a sort of a great alignment of the stars. That you know the the stars were aligned for us because of the federal programs and people not working, and then people traveling in their cars and all these things swirling around and becoming part of why we did well. But the truth is, every community, every every destination had the same swirl of conditions around them, and but still we outperformed. And and I, I recall a conversation I was having with Mayor Fofo Gillage of Biloxi about this, and he said that someone when he talked about I think they had had three or four months of a hundred million dollars months in Biloxi for the casino industry, and someone said, well, that's just federal money, and he just kind of wrote it off like that. And, and and said, "What what that's one of the conditions for sure, but but it's a lot more than that. And and what difference does it make? The re- at the end of the day, it means that we are we are outperforming where we thought we would be. We are outperforming other communities across the United States, and and as a result." The, the the need to dig out is not going to be as great. That is that is for sure. Right. And here's the thing. I think it, it minimizes when you just kind of write it off. And that's not what you're doing, by the way. You're adding it as a dimension to the overall story about our recovery. But but the fact is, that to, you ha- we had to be strategically focused. We had to put the things in place that made people believe that this was going to be a safe destination to drive to. And it gave us the opportunity as a result to, re- to introduce coastal Mississippi to a large number of people who had otherwise not really been here before. And then they're going to go back and tell their friends. And the long-term impact of that is going to be great. Uh, but it took a lot of planning and focus and smart marketing and all the things that go with that, didn't
1: it? It did. You know, w- with everything said, all the money that was going around and everything, they could have spent their money any place. They chose to spend it here. And, and we're thankful for that. Um, we, I think a lot of it, we, we had businesses open uh, as early as possible. That was a great thing. Great step. They opened safely. But they were were open in some form or fashion. And and I think that played a big part because you know, while people can spend their money any place they want, they certainly don't want to go someplace and then just be stuck in their room or in their condo or something and not have a place to go at least pick up something to eat or, or, or walk around. And, and um, we certainly have a lot of walk around space, a lot of outdoors. So, so yeah, it, it, it was a lot of what we did as well as the conditions that were, that were in our marketplace.
0: So you, know, you had you know, as a wide range of sectors in the community that worked together that ultimately helped impact the hotel and lodging sector. I, I think about conversation with Rob Stinson early on, restaurant tour here in coastal Mississippi, and the work that they were doing to innovatively change the way that their restaurants were laid out. I mean, yeah. restaurants all along the coast of Mississippi doing that. You can go into in a second what the Hotel and Lodging Association did to, to make it safer. Yeah. And my conversation with Clay Williams from the Airport Authority, and, and he kind of broke it all down. Of course, the military continued to travel for the most part. Business travel was down significantly, all that was coming back up again. Leisure travel was down very significantly initially, and we're starting to see that start to come back slowly but surely. And then you know, you've know you got the, the casino piece. Of this, which is the the to contracted uh, flights that they do, where they're where they're really focused on you know having the whole airplane belong to them and and bring people in from all over the nation. I mean that part of the of the airport's business, huge huge part of their business. So, but 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 again, it it took all of these sectors being focused together around not only creating. Not only creating a safe way for people to travel and visit, but but also sort of the strategic marketing piece that comes with that. Uh, I mean, when all these pieces work together, it has a positive impact on you. And I might also add, we have a big hurricane down in Louisiana that yeah. causes hotel rooms to start to to be to be used here in coastal Mississippi. Yeah. It's man, it's a there's a lot to it, isn't there?
1: Yeah, yeah, there is. Um, and And those those things are called, uh, I heard the phrase "unintended opportunities," and there were a lot of unintended opportunities. But I will say, um just like after Katrina, um, it, the same was true with the pandemic. the casinos really helped save the economy. I can't emphasize that enough. It, most people don't need to be told that, but they really did. It, mm-hmm. it was um, uh, it, it, I don't know what we would have done.
0: Yeah, it is. It is very significant. Uh, you know, in conversation with Travis at the Boer Vodge and Jonathan at Harris and mm-hmm. Rick Carter and a large number of others, Luann. Uh, you know, it's it's incredible the amount of attention that they put on changing the way they do business. And in many yeah. ways, they'll never be back to where they were before. It's, it's sort of going to be part of the way they do business from now on. Yeah. But uh. Yeah, but so uh, anyway, unfortunately, we're coming to the end of our time together. But I give you a chance to say the last word.
1: Well, I, I think that hopefully we've gone through the worst of it. <laughs> I hope and pray and trust, and um, and we did so without having, without digging ourselves in a hole. We're we're yeah. not only on level playing ground, but we're elevated, and so I think we can go nowhere but up now.
0: I agree. And th- Linda, thanks for your leadership, not only in your sector, but across tourism. It's been a pleasure to work with you for many, thank many, many years, and we won't wait you, so man. long to have you back.
1: Thank you. We have some uh, proposed legislation. I won't say anything about it now, but maybe our next visit, uh, I'll be able to elaborate on it.
0: Yeah, we, I, we'll, we'll have you back soon for sure. Okay. We'll see you. We'll see you. Have a great day, and thank uh, we'll see you, you. On, on Monday.